Showing all our pride for our side. We'll limerick till we die. Do you remember the feeling you had when the final whistle blew at this year's All-Ireland Hurling Final, seeing Limerick win the coveted three in a row? Well, you can relive it in a soon-to-be-published book, Illustrated Tales from the Limerick Terrace, by Niall Deegan and edited by Liam O'Brien, and proceeds will be donated to Milford Hospice, a fantastic cause. And Liam joins me on the line now. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on this morning. So you're a big Limerick hurling fan yourself. Was it a nice experience to relive the success? Oh, 100%. It really was a magnificent experience. And uh, first of all, apologies on behalf of Brian. He, he couldn't be on this morning. He, he had an unavoidable uh, situation to take care of at work. So I'm here to kind of speak in a nice behalf as well. No problem. So, so it was Niall's um, brainchild, I suppose, initially. Um, at the start of this year, uh, I got in touch with Niall. Um, and Niall had this idea of a pictorial record uh, for, of Limerick supporters going to games. But we weren't exactly sure. We, we, at the time, we decided we, would it be the 2018 final. Um, that was last April. Didn't kind of happen. In the meantime, and this is the key to the whole story, really, um, Niall got COVID and couldn't attend the all Ireland final in, uh, in July 17th. And from that, Niall said, hang on, let's do the, the, the 2022 final. It'll be fresh on people's minds. It was a gorgeous sunny day, 82,000 people. And it was Niall's way almost of compensating for the fact he wasn't at the final himself. Okay, so how did you go about, you um, and Niall, putting the book together? So basically, using the Creeping or Limnock uh, kind of Facebook page as kind of uh, our, our market, our kind of, we, we sent those. Uh, several um, messages for for supporters to submit photographs and text and stories surrounding our honour and final win over to Kenny last July. And, I mean, it was incredible, really. We received um, nearly a 1,000 photographs, uh, nearly 400 emails from supporters from everywhere, like all of Limerick, obviously, from other parts of Ireland, and even more importantly, again, from people who had travelled from places like the UK, America, Dubai, etc., etc., uh, with their photographs from that day as well. So it was, it was a great process, and it was it was it was a great thing to work on with all the, with all these photographs and stuff. And we could try and whittle all of his stuff down and pick the best ones and the, you know, the best text and edit it down with our help with help from a great friend of ours called James London. Mm. Um, uh, were there any particularly unusual stories within those? Well, there's probably two that probably come to mind. I mean, the Wesley Morrissey, originally from Patrick's Well, um, uh, uh, gives an account of his travelling from Dubai, where he lives, uh, and his journey from Dubai to Crow Park. And we have some lovely photos of uh, Wesley with uh, other Patrick's Well uh, men, famous Patrick's Well men, Dermot Burns, now heard of here, Kia Mint and Aaron Galan. Another one is actually of a lady called Maureen Quirk, from, who's originally from, from Croom. And Maureen lives in London. And the thing about Maureen's story is, it's kind of a bit of a heartbreaker. She's a diehard Limerick supporter. For medical reasons, she couldn't attend the final either. But she gives us a blow-by-blow account of her day uh, watching the game in, in London and her way she checked in with her family 
um, throughout the day. Like, she knew when to be having their breakfast, she knew when to be getting into the car, she knew when to be arriving in Dublin. And it's a really heartfelt account of her, like, it's, it's, it's just a mixed emotion from her point of view that she couldn't be there, and yet there's joy and tears and all the emotion that goes with all our time with it. Right. For limited people. We're chatting to Liam O'Brien, uh, who edited a, a book by Niall Deegan, Illustrated Tales from the Limerick Terrace, and they talked to very many supporters, and they've got great photographs uh, of a momentous day at Croke Park in July. And one of the common themes that's come across to me is the number of supporters who believe that this was the quintessential All-Ireland victory because it was against Kilkenny. So much respect for them in hurling down the years. So it didn't just complete the three in a row, but it was also about managing to pip Kilkenny in a super final right at the death. Absolutely, yeah. I think it is the quintessential final, you're right. I mean, to beat Kilkenny in a hurling final in Crow Park, uh, on a scorching hot summer's day is the same as, um, I suppose, beating your Real Madrid in soccer or beating your All Blacks or Wales in rugby. You're beating the very, very, very best. And I suppose the fact that Kenny left it all out there, they completely threw everything they had at us and we still were able to come up with all the answers probably makes that single day, probably, arguably, the greatest single day in the hurling history. And it also turned out to be Brian Cody's um, last day as the, the, the manager. And, and to be fair, you know, while he obviously wanted to go out as a winner, if he couldn't win, it was probably as good a way as any to go out, you know, in an epic final, beaten by a Limerick team that everyone accepts now is also a great side. Absolutely. Brian Cody isn't the man to be... Um, isn't a man, I'd say, that, that's prone to being influenced by other people in his decision-making. I have a feeling that Brian Cody probably made his decision to finish up, I'd say, last winter. This wasn't something, some kind of a neater. So this was definitely going to be Cody's last year. And you can see by his demeanour on the line throughout the season, which was well documented, um, that he really was giving it all. And in fairness, uh, they did give it their all and drove us all the way uh, right to the those dramatic moments so you know it's it's a great concept this I think to remember the the whole point of Gaelic games and hurling and particularly in Limerick you know Don O'Sullivan who does regular commentaries with us always says it's the biggest show in town when the Limerick hurlers are flying which obviously they are at the moment but what makes it the biggest show and in town is the supporters oh I mean Long before we were successful, Limerick always had fantastic support. Uh, I remember, off the top of my head, I remember in the spring of 1997, we'd lost the All-Ireland final the previous September to Wexford. We played Wexford in Inniscarty, and we outnumbered the Wexford supporters in Inniscarty. And an old man from Wexford turned to me and said, how far have you travelled? And I said, well, I probably travelled 130 miles. People from West Limerick probably had to travel further. So like, that's just an indicator that there was always a brilliant core support of Limerick supporters in the city and county. And I think this is a kind of a, a celebration of that support. And because of the joy that this Limerick team has given us over the last number of years, it's a great way of showcasing that support and all the happy faces uh, in and around Croke Park on July 17th. Mm. So talk to me a bit more about the photographs in this book, Illustrated Tales from the Limerick Terrace and Proceeds Donated to Milford Hospice. Uh, we're shouting to Liam O'Brien, who edited the book written, uh, compiled by Niall Deegan. Um, uh, tell me about the photos a little bit more. 
So basically, there's, there are photos submitted <coughs> by a whole range of supporters that have said uh, we received um, nearly a thousand photographs, um, and they're photos taken by the supporters in around the All Ireland final day itself. Now, I suppose 95 percent of the photos are from the All Ireland final day itself. Uh, we've one or two little exceptions made. People will see it when they buy the book, but it's focusing on people's um, in around Croke Park on the day, uh, people meeting up, people from again, it's such a social event um, and a family event. Even my, myself, I have family from other parts of the country, and sometimes it's the only time in the year you get to meet up. And I think, I suppose, because it was the first All Ireland final post lockdown, post COVID that um, it was the first time Limerick people could really, really come out in, 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 in huge numbers and really celebrate such a fantastic day. And I suppose what really added to it as well, and I know it's a very Irish thing to say, is the weather. I mean, the Munster final this year against Clare was a fantastic game, but it was a complete washout in terms of weather. But with the All-Ireland final, it's blue skies um, and lovely contrasting colours, the black and amber, the green and white, and all the smiling faces of Limerick supporters from all ages, from a year old right up to in their 90s, you know. So it's a whole range of, the whole spectrum of, of, of Limerick society is represented in this book. Um, yeah. And, and, and just, I mean, for you then, you know, there's been four All-Irelands in five years and 2018 was the break three year and we've had the three in a row. Which meant most to you as a supporter? I suppose at the end of the day and maybe in the fullness of time, I suppose 2018 was, was such a huge breakthrough for Limerick that we'd waited for so long um, and that getting over the line um, meant so much to everybody and it was kind of it almost didn't matter how we did it it was just that we had to do it and I suppose it was almost as much a sense of relief as much as celebration whereas the final last July was very much a celebration in all in, in, in every sense of the word a celebration of Limerick people of how great this team is this team has probably surpassed the great Mackey team of the 30s and 40s. And um, again, the coming, the, the, probably the social history aspect of the storytelling aspect, which is a very Irish trait, a great trait that we always cherish and try to pass on to future generations, is in this book as well. And I think uh, in telling the story of Limerick's day, and I mean, for example, the Limerick Library will be taking a number of copies for us. I'd like to think that in 20, 30, 40 years' time, Somebody walk into the library and take out the book and say, "Wow, that's my man, that's my dad. There were kids going to a match. That must have been Sunday." Absolutely. And I mean, yeah. And and Liam, um, you know, there was a time, as you well know, among Limerick hurling supporters, that you couldn't put two supporters in a room and get them to agree on the colour of each other's hair. Um, yeah. But presumably now, no Limerick hurling supporter would suggest that this particular group of players owe us anything at this point. Do you think, though, we will get some more great days out? I, I, I totally agree with the, with the sentiment, Joe, that this team owes us nothing. Um, and I, in fairness, I would say I would even go as far as to say when they won the final in 2018, essentially, from that time onwards, they, this team owes us nothing. And I think um, this team is such a mature bunch um, for young men. They are self-motivated and always have been self-motivated, even in 2018. I think they, they have this fantastic capability of, of being able to shut out the white noise from outside uh, and, and replay to the best of their ability. And every game is taken on its own merits. And I mean, 
there's every chance this, and every every chance that this team is going to be around for a number of years yet please God but as I say, I would just like to thank John Kiley and the lads for giving us such incredible, incredible days over the last number of years. Okay, I'm sure there'll be huge interest in this, uh, particularly to see if they're in it, uh, by a lot of Limerick supporters. Where can Illustrated Tales from the Limerick Terrace be got, as they say? So, Joe, at the moment we're working on a pre-order basis, right? So uh, send an email with your order to limerickbook at gmail.com. Okay, the book is only reaching at 15 euros. Um, we'll send you a payment request. We're, we're kind of a self-propelled um, uh, organisation in the sense of just myself and Niall that's, that's been running the show. So we're, we've, we've probably got it in the region of 350 to 400 pre-orders already. We're hoping to go to print very soon. Uh, and there's a launch the pipeline and also the possibility of the book appearing in some retail outlets. But we must get those pre-orders in to build up the cash to be able to pay the printer to get the thing on the road get okay. the show on the road Okay well listen fair play to you fantastic concept I think this book Illustrated Tales from the Limerick Terrace proceeds donated to Milford Hospice Joe Bye. do you mind if I just text go on very quickly yeah. yeah very quickly can I thank a few people quickly just re- Paul Foley and John Creek from the county board uh, Sean Curtin Kieran Crow from the Green and White magazine the likes of Bob Carl and Eddie Fitzpatrick and all the wonderful supporters who submitted their photographs and stories. Thank you so much. And of course to Niall, whose brainchild was this book. Thank you very much, Joe. Good man, Liam O'Brien. Great to chat to you as well about the book Illustrated Tales from the Limerick Terrace. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.